Welcome to the CAA podcast conversation. Today we have Brian Harper and Samuel Johnson with the topic "Building for the Greater Good at Access Organization." They will discuss how and what started the organization and their webpage at access.org, a l t a x i s dot o l g. Brian Harper is the founder and executive director of Art Access, a 501c3 nonprofit art organization, and an associate professor and the head of the ceramics program at Indiana University Southeast. Samuel Johnson is a visual artist working in ceramics and oil. He is on the advisory board of Art Access, professor of art at the College of Saint Benedict and Saint John's University. And a great admirer of Brian Harper, who is the real brain behind the organization. Without further ado, here's Brian and Sam. Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, Sam. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Hey, I was just thinking about、um, when we were in grad school in 2005. I remember, you know, having a studio next to yours, and we were in the middle of things, and all of a sudden, you you just disappeared for it seemed like weeks, maybe months. And I think you came back, and you were like teaching yourself to code. Do you remember that? <laughs>、uh, yeah, I do. And I think,、uh, you know, I, around that time,、um, I was coming. You know, it was like、uh, we were in grad school. I think from two thousand three to two thousand five, and that was pretty early in the internet days. You know, like Facebook was just getting formed then. <laughs> Um, and I remember I was at an Ensika,、uh, the ceramics conference, and I was at an Ensika, and we were. It, I was with Israel Davis, and we were.、Um, this was probably two thousand three or two thousand four, and、um, we were thinking. We were. We had a conversation about how, like, you know, the internet might be a thing that we should participate in. <laughs> and it sounds so crazy to say that now, but like at the time, like. <laughs> You know, at the time, a lot of people, you know, very few artists had their own websites back then. Yeah, yeah.、Um, and there was very little content online. I mean, there there were a few ceramics organizations out there that had websites, but there was very little content.、Um, and I I got to the airport early, and I bought this book that was like, you know, how to make a website or how to code a website or something like that. And I read it on the plane on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably when I started disappearing and learning how to code. <laughs> I remember、uh, we go to this smoky bar, this dive bar called、uh, George's in Iowa City, and we sit there. We have a beer, and you you were just complaining all the time. You're like, "I there should be more things for us. There there should be more exhibitions. Why are、yeah. there only?" And and、uh, I remember you talking about how. You felt like you could do something about that, you know,、um, through. Well, I think initially through a web page, like a link of of、uh, or a page in your website dedicated to links that you were interested in, and for you, I think that was pretty much promoting the people that you admired, other artists that you.、Admired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was totally it, and I think、um, you know it was it was hard to find people online. You know, there were、mm-hmm. not, not a lot of artists online back then. And、um, and then often the the organizations that were online were usually commercial organizations, you know, like、uh, for profit commercial. And if they were online, they were interested in maybe promoting an artist or selling that artist's work. Yeah. But but not not so interested in revealing that artist's contact information or if they had a website. You know, they want you know galleries want to keep 
um, you know, people coming back to that gallery usually. Um, and so, yeah, that was probably one of the things I was complaining about. At Georgia. I mean, I do remember a lot of complaining at Georgia's. But, um, and, and then I, you know, so it started, uh, the idea started with building my own website around that time, like 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was all just built in notepad, like just in text, like just, you know, there were no, there were no like site builders back then. I there might have been Dreamweaver, but Dreamweaver was kind of getting started then too. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was starting with a list of um, uh, people that I admired, like you know, mm -hmm. you were on there, um, Shunpei and Jesse and and uh, the people that we went to grad school with. Um, yeah. And uh, that page was called Peers, and there were, eventually was about ten artists on that page. And then there was kind of a realization that maybe the idea of the of this page appears, you know, um, could be much more, and it could be a more of a more of a bigger resource that could serve a lot of other needs rather than just kind of like these are you know the artists that I look up to or these are the artists that I'm inspired by, you know. And so then I took those people that were on that page, there were ten, including you. And I didn't even ask them. I just like started making this 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 new website, and um, you know it was pretty rough in the beginning because there were you know luckily all all websites were pretty terrible back then, um, and so you know I was in good company with a a bad looking website, um, but yeah, that's really where where this sort of thing started in and. Um, so I think I bought the yeah, oh I know I bought the domain name the artaccess.org uh, domain name uh, in 2005 mm -hmm. and I founded it um, yeah and then you know in the beginning it was pretty slow going and um, I think one of the big shifts in the in the organization was really when I remember I was at, also at an Enseca it's interesting how Enseca kind of comes back into the story about really about like being together and talking and. I think that's one of the things that has been such a big um, kind of a high point for me being involved with Art Access is that it allows me the chance to like have these conversations with artists and, um, mm -hmm. you know, but I was, I remember talking to Adam, uh, Adam Welch and, um, you know, kind of saying, well, I was probably complaining again, saying like, I don't want this thing to just be a list of my favorite artists, you know, like I want to figure out some way to make, to sort of democratize this thing. And mm -hmm. so that's when, he, and this was, I don't, uh, this was probably around 2007-ish, 2007, 2008, <laughs> where, you know, he was like, well, what about having some sort of jury process where people apply and then maybe the members kind of jury the new applicants? And that was a big shift, I think, for the organization and really is a, a really big driver, you know, as you know, like a driver mm -hmm. tool in our mission right now. You That's know, right. Like between the membership and decision making and, and got kind of pooling that collective resource to guide the direction of the organization is a really big part of it. Did, did you know at that time, um, I mean, did you have a vision for what uh, the organization was meant to achieve at that point? I wouldn't say at that point, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew I wanted it to be a, like something much broader, but I don't think it was until we formed the Art Access Board. Um, and so the timeline there, I think, was around... Uh, I think we started forming. I know we formed as a nonprofit in the uh, Indiana State uh, 
sometime around like 2012, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think the board formed in about 2013 uh, yep. when we were doing our, our um, 501c3 paperwork. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until then that I really, I mean, or around that time, really started thinking about this being much more of a broader arts organization that has, um, you know, outreach and programming that is beyond just the website. You know, so that's when we really started talking about like the exhibitions. And we had our first exhibition mm-hmm. um, in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Seca, mm-hmm. which I, was some sometime around that point. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's when, like you and I, when we were sitting next to each other at the Theaster Gates keynote, um, mm-hmm. Zika, that's the, that was the genesis of the fellowship. That's right. Um, um, and so that's the one of the things that I think has really got me the most excited about things now is the broader impact and like of these programs, you know, right. kind of realizing that the website is sort of our outreach sort of vehicle, but all of, all of that other programming sort of relies on the sort of the core um, of the website, you know, yeah. so the website is the thing that people are coming back to. It's the resource that people are finding new artists. Um, and that is sort of the same as, as the original mission, which is to create a resource that allows other people out there in the world to find new artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, so, yeah, so I think, I think like the, the, so I think that, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that maybe the, the mission and the sort of goals of the organization are becoming more focused with uh, the board of directors and the insight and feedback and conversations that we all have. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I think that's the thing that maybe I was not realizing in the beginning. I, I mean, you know, so I, I, yeah, I wish I'd formed that much earlier. Um, but, <laughs> what I like how organic it was because it, it, it really yeah. did start with this idea that um, there's a lot of great art that's just not being seen or not being, it's not available enough to everybody. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you, you have the opportunity to um, <clears throat> change that through, uh, Initially, the the website, seeing it as uh, for a potential vehicle for sharing, you know, great work with mm-hmm. a much larger audience, and that was the beginning. Uh, and then over time, what happened was the uh, it, it sort of built upon itself first with uh, broader membership, and then as you brought in um, a group of uh, people on the board, new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think in uh, it was probably around 2015 or so. I started to really think of um, the art access as a completely different thing. Initially, I imagined it as a, a resource, a directory for ceramic artists, primarily in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then what it became for me was a, no, this is an international organization of ceramic artists, primarily progressive ceramic artists, who... Um, can do things in all different types of ways in the real world, including have uh, this this hub online. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, the, we started the the fellowship, uh, f- helping to uh, fund young artists going to residencies to bolster their careers. Um, we started working on um, uh, National Clay Week, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, in other, for, you know, other exhibitions that we started to curate and put together as mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, 
I, I know that for me, when, when I started, um, when I started really noticing like how much the website was being used in classrooms and, and in educational circles, right. that's when I started really thinking a lot about the, the role that we could have to open up, um, you know, perspectives for American students for international artists. Right. And so I think that's around the time that we really started like thinking, um, much more um, intently about, you know, uh, making sure that we are uh, representing a, a, a more global view of ceramics. And, um, you know, and I think like, you know, it's, it's interesting when, you know, like some my students will do presentations, you mm -hmm. know, from artists that they find, you know, on the website. And, um, you know, it's like I have a student that it becomes really inspired by this artist from Latvia, for example. Right. And then it's like, you know, that connection would not have happened, like, had it not been that that student had stumbled upon that artist, you know, on the website, you know, and so That's I think right. that there's a, there's a certain responsibility that comes with that, um, you know, the use, like, once you see something being used so heavily within those educational circles, then you're thinking, like, well, those students need to see this work that maybe they wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, yeah. And certainly I can show them that, you know, in my class, but, um, but you know, the, building the resource that we have that is, in, is including even more, you know, more and more international artists, I think is mm -hmm. so important. I mean, it's mm -hmm. so important and, and it, has, it can have an effect that is um, hard to measure, but, but I think has a very tangible um, effect in the long run. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it starts to, because of the broadness of uh, diverse makers on the, on the site, mm -hmm. uh, and diversity kind of calculated many different ways, like uh, the type of people, the locations where they're coming from, but also sort of the, the, the types of ideas that are coming from certain regions yeah. uh, of the world. Um, it, it's so interesting how, how those, ideas affect people in other places and i think that's one of the things the the organization is doing really well mm -hmm. yeah i think there you know not only are there like there are things that students can learn technically um mm -hmm. just how people are handling the material um how people are documenting work shifts from region to region in the world mm -hmm. um the issues that they're dealing with in their work also shifts from region to region that's and, right um you know, so it's so important for them to broaden their perspective. I mean, I, I shouldn't even say for them. Like, I would say for all of us. I agree. To yeah. make sure that we have a broad perspective of what's happening on a, on a you know, a more global, you know, realm. And I think we have more to do there. It's not, you know, I think there's definitely, mm -hmm. we're on a path that is really exciting. But I think there's still, there's still a long way to go. But we're, you know, I think we're going there. Um, you know, so that's, it's exciting. And I think... Um, to see some of that organic quality, like the way that it's growing in other parts of the world organically is very similar to how it was organically growing in the United States a long time ago, you know, where it gets sort of passed on from, you know, because mm -hmm. you can see like, you know, you somebody comes in to the organization from Finland and then a few weeks later you get another application from Finland or one from Sweden or something. And it's like, well, those artists probably know each other and they saw their friend on the you know, on those site or the person told them about it. Mm -hmm. And so I like that. I, I do, it sort of like harkens back to like a long time ago when it was doing that in the United States, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, it seems yeah. like, yeah, if, if we 
had started from this point with a, a vision to do all these things, it would be just too much. You know, it'd be yeah, hard oh, yeah. to know where to start. But yeah. in the, it, it hasn't been like that. It's sort of grown out of a this initial interest of of like um, promotion and and trying to uh, serve the field. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's grown out of the conversations that we've had with other members. Right. Uh, you know, when we're out in Sika, I mean, I think the. Um, you know, we ha- every year we have our resource table at Ensika, which sort of becomes kind of like a little bit of a meeting point between Art Access members. So many ideas have been formed and, um, you know, kind of kicked off sort of casually in- with among conversations that happen at that table um, or during the open members meetings um, or just somebody reaching out and emailing and saying like, hey, have you ever thought about this or thinking about this from this angle? Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I think it's, um, I definitely want even more of that, but I think it's happening, you know, and I think it's, um, that's exciting too. And I think that that would not have happened in the very beginning either. Yeah. I think it just takes time to like build, um, you know, to build something like this and, and to sustain it. I mean, I think it, it is a lot of work to sustain it, you know, that's uh, right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, you know, a lot of organizations, I think, start without the realization that, you know, that starting it is kind of the easy part. Uh, and the, um, you know, the sustaining of it is is something that I think is, is uh, a little harder, maybe. But I would say, well, I don't know. I don't know how to, if it's harder necessarily. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, it just comes with its own challenges, I think. Right. Um, but I think with Art Access, like, there's always something new on the horizon that's really exciting. Right. You know, it's, we always have something. I mean, you, you guys know on the board, it's like there are every meeting, it's like we, we never have enough time to get to everything. <laughs> and there's always some idea that like somebody throws out there that's like really exciting. And you're just like, oh, yeah. man, like that would be amazing. And so it's, I think that's the kind of thing that keeps the sustaining energy going. I think without that, yeah. You know, it's really tough. Yeah, it's it's so such a pleasure to work with so many open, creative people. Yeah. And to share yeah. those ideas and visions and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in that way it sort of feeds us sort of personally as well. I know it yeah. feeds me from a teaching perspective in a big way. You yeah. Know, like, not only do I use it, use the website as a resource for teaching, um, but I also use it as a way to, like, kind of suck in new ideas and like pull in new ideas from people that I, you know, there, I, I, I bet a lot of it is not even on a conscious level, you know, like I, I will maybe suggest something in a crit that mm-hmm. maybe came from one piece that I saw in an art access jury, you know? Right. And, uh, and I say that maybe without even realizing that, or maybe directly and say, Hey, you should check out this artist that, you know, that we just put up on Art Access. Like, there's, you know, you would really like this work or they're dealing with maybe a similar issue or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think from a curatorial point of view or a collector's point of view, that's also happening. Yeah. People are, you know, the curators and collectors are discovering members and their work that they're making and probably mm-hmm. getting turned on to things they would not have otherwise have come across. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's lots of people that will write you know say email and say like you know hey my like my art access page just went up and 
you know, and I've already gotten an invite to a show, you know, or something. Yeah. Or I've already gotten some, somebody reached out to me about so-and-so, you yeah. know, and that's when it, you know, that's when it's really cool to see that there are tangible real things with the website. <laughs> like sometimes people think like, you know, this website just sort of lives in the ether, you know, in the cloud, so to speak. And, um, yeah. you know, but there are tangible actions that people take from an experience as a viewer on a website. You know, so you might have something that is sort of code and, and lives on, you know, on a, in a server farm somewhere. But, you know, that can have a real effect in somebody's career, you know, whether it's a professional thing or maybe they're just using it as inspiration personally. That's right. Um, yeah. Do you do you have a sense for how many members we have right now? I know it's always growing, but. Yeah, it's a, a 720-ish Um and there's, you know, always people kind of um, in the queue uh, being juried or, um, and yeah, 720 something and, and 50 countries. Um, 50 countries. Yeah. yeah, 50 now. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, and that's been awesome too. I think there's, um, certainly we'd like to continue the international um, sort of growth. Yeah. Uh, but it's awesome to see it now, you know. Yeah. And Anthony Salaccio had had played a really big part of that, you know, I think, um, you know, kind of kicking off, um, you know, contacts with, with a lot of international artists, you know, he's got so many international contacts that, um, you know, he really used a lot of those contacts and kind of resources to, um, you know, help build that international side of the, of the website. So yeah, hopefully it'll just, I mean, I, th I think, you know, now that there's more and more coming on and, we, our most recent one is from Finland, um, you know, and there's, I, I, yeah, there's always so many people being juried. I can't uh, remember where they're all from, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, yeah. Anthony is such a good example of that, that creative energy that comes to a meeting, you know, where I remember he, he came to the, the board and said, you know, look, I love to travel. I have all these connections in Eastern Europe. I love to turn people on to this organization yeah and uh and then that's exactly what he did and it it started to grow that international um presence of the organization um i don't know it seemed like it really took off uh, yeah he took yeah. that roll on yeah right yeah i think he yeah i mean i think you're right like he you know he he was he, he was a, a the perfect example of like or is the perfect example of like somebody that um has a great idea. He was already a member. He had been a member for a while, mm -hmm. um, and um, had a great idea. And said, "I have this back, this sort of unique background, and this is what I can bring." And um, it didn't take long. We were like, "Okay, <laughs> cool. Like, let's do it." He he visited here. Um, uh, he visited, came to the studio. Mm -hmm. um, I teach at IU Southeast, and uh, this is kind of before. This is kind of like I think he had reached out to me, but we had kind of just been emailing back and forth. We didn't do anything official yet, um, and I could see right away that he had, you know, all this energy and good ideas. And um, you know, I was just like, yeah, we should, we need to bring this guy on, <laughs> take advantage <laughs> of this energy. <laughs> and I think that is important. That like sometimes you know. We, uh, each one of us have, we have times where things need to slow down a little bit. Like we have yep. other commitments, we have things in the studio, family or whatever it is. And it's important to always have other people that are saying like, 
you know, yeah, like I can step in right now. I can do this or let's work on this project, you know, Um, you know, because I, you know, all of us have helped a lot over the years in sort of different capacities, Um, you know, and everybody's got a, uh, everybody that's put, put in that effort has kind of a unique stamp on the organization, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's also just another reminder that an organization needs to be needs to stay fresh and current and be open, you know, open to new ideas, uh, new perspectives, and things that you know maybe we the group hadn't thought about before. That's right. Uh, like the larger an organization gets, the more it has a tendency to sort of like stagnate and find a comfortable lane and just stay in that comfortable lane and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think some of the ideas that have been brought uh, to the table are pushing us out of that comfortable lane and we go into something, you know, like the first time we did the Art Access Conversations event. That's right. That was unlike anything we had ever done, like live streaming conversations with people around the world. Like that was way out of our comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) And now it feels like this is something that we do. And, you know, so I think it's, it's so important like to, yeah, you know, to challenge, challenge yourself and challenge the, you know, um, you know, the notions of what it means to, to, you know, have an organization that, that connects people, you know, what are the different ways that, that organizations can do this, you know? That's right. Yeah. And that was a good example of, uh, organic growth because another organization came to us and said, Hey, we have this idea. Can your organization do something with us? Yeah. Yeah. We discussed it and we thought, yeah, absolutely. That would be a national clay week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and then I think that, I think the live streaming conversation, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was mm-hmm. mostly Dandy, Dandy Patty's idea. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and cause we were talking about, that's right. So we were talking about doing more of a mentorship program mm-hmm. uh, and, um, you know, and then Dandy just threw this idea out at, at a meeting um, and we were like, oh, wow, like right away, I think everybody was like, whoa, this could be really cool. And then it was just super, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, this is what we're doing. And, um, and it was so cool. And, you know, that was the first, that first year we um, partnered with um, Periscope. That's and, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was huge viewership. I mean, like tens of thousands of people watching a single video. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this little porthole. I remember, yeah. I remember Dina at one point had like something like twenty thousand live viewers <laughs> while she was working in her studio, like making pots. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a, amazing. Yeah, I think she was like totally freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, that, you know that that's one of those things where it's like the importance of listening. You know, yeah. in, in a meeting, in a when we're brainstorming and the importance to make sure that people feel comfortable to throw that idea out there. That's very different than the idea that was being talked about at that time. That's right. We were pretty, we were, uh, we were launching the planning for that, for the original idea. Mm-hmm. And then Dandy, you know, luckily felt comfortable enough to say, to put out this idea and, you know, so it's like another reminder of just the importance of like openness and, making sure that people feel comfortable talking about new ideas and, you know, and the ability to act on them. I mean, I've always wanted to make sure that the organization is nimble and can, can pivot and try something and, you know, you know, 
go after some maybe harebrained idea, you know? That's right. Yeah. To be, to be open while being responsible to the central mission. And, right. and I think everybody feels that way. Yeah. You know, they believe in the mission of, uh, you know, promotion of, uh, you know, the artwork mm-hmm. and the membership. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always a guiding factor. I mean, I think that's a, it's a good point that you bring up. Like, you, you know, we, like a new idea comes in and we say, you know, somebody will say, like, you know, how, do, how does this align with our mission? How does this um, align with the other things that we've done before? Mm-hmm. Is this part of, you know, is this something that we should pursue? Does it fit, you know? Um, and that's important, too, you know, um, to make sure that our mission is 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 the, a guiding force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's never seemed really um, rigid to me. I mean, even though we all hold that value, it, it, when we're in conversation about, uh, well, brainstorming, really, throwing out ideas, there's a real openness to it, uh, a, a lot of um, discussion and you know, people being receptive to those ideas. But I think it's all with this sort of internal sense of like, well, how does this fit? Does this kind of... Um, does will this be able to serve the purpose of this organization, and and that comes that's held as a value, it, it, well before we start talking about like well how much work is this going to be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> or what does this mean? I mean we're I think we're more excited about the ideas and and how it serves the mission than you know yeah. those other practical concerns, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like does anybody have the time to do this idea right um, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's totally a good point. I, you know, it reminds me that you know we've there's a lot of ideas that we've talked about that we've maybe said, well, this maybe this doesn't fit, or maybe this now is not the right time. Right. You know, um, I think that's important too. You have to realize mm-hmm. you can't do everything all the time, and um, you know, so it's you know, yeah, I'm think I don't know, like a lot of ideas we've talked about that say, well, that's a really good idea, but let's. Let's table that for now and come back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. a, that's important to realize too. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are there are there new things coming up um, in the near future that you're excited about for the organization? Uh, yeah. I mean, I you know, Rahala Filsufi um, is still working on the um, on the kind of joint um, U.S. and Iranian artists exhibition. Right. Um, so. You know, I that's really exciting to me. I, I love the idea of artists connecting, um, artists finding common ground between people, yeah, uh, and and like recognizing that despite what our governments are doing, despite what the borders say that we're supposed to do, yeah. uh, we're people and we have a commonality. You yeah. know, we have a thing that we uh, have a creative spirit that aligns um, in a really cool way and. Uh, to do something that could uh, bring people together, sort of despite the efforts of our governments, that's right, um, is hugely inspiring to me, and yeah. um, and I think that it's like, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, um, uh, it's just really exciting that that could be a reality. You know, I think we were the original plan was to do it earlier. I think we're kind of shifting to maybe do it a little later to give us more time to coordinate things and uh, a lot of logistical issues there. So like, I never in my wildest dreams thought that we would be talking about, we would be in an art access board meeting 
considering what the Iranian sanctions, the sanctions from the <laughs> Iranian or on the Iranian government, yeah. might impact a program that we're working on. Like I, the idea right. of like being concerned that the sanctions would affect a program that we're working on is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and so um, anyway, so that's really inspiring to me. Um, I'm inspired by the fellowship. Like I think, like building and grunt growing the fellowship is, mm-hmm. is something that I'd like to see happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think building and uh, sort of building off of the website platform is something that's very inspiring too. Like making sure that the website is growing with the needs of the organization and the needs of its viewers and visitors. Um, you know, I'm I'm pumped about the show that we're gonna have in Richmond, Virginia, in uh, mm-hmm. March. Uh, this coming at um, in Sika. And so that exhibition is going to be um, all six of our current Art Access Fellows and mm-hmm. four of the jurors from each four years. So it's it's uh, uh, basically the the exhibition premise is a, is a sort of kind of summing up the first four years of the Art Access Fellowship. So we have the six fellows plus the uh, four, one juror from each year of the fellowship. And so I think that's going to be awesome to see the you know the jurors showing alongside the the fellows that they had a hand in selecting. Um, right. Super, right. you know. Um so I'm pumped we we don't have a venue yet but it's been accepted by Ensika um you know and so um and then I think we're I think the idea with the Iranian show is either to either if we're going to do the Ensika route it would be the following Ensika um, the one after Richmond, yeah, uh, or, or finding another venue, or maybe both. You know, I don't know. It's hard right now. We're kind of still very much in the planning. You know, yeah. And that, yeah. What, you know, in your role now, where you have sort of seen, you know, you've seen the organization from the very beginning. You know, mm-hmm. you've been the sounding board for. I mean, all the way back to Georgia's in two thousand four. You know what. what now that you you know you're you're stepping off the board and into this advisory role and maybe not um, you know uh, you know having some maybe a, not I shouldn't say distance but a little bit of some distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what do you see as the things that excite you the most about moving forward? I'm I'm really excited about uh, the the relationships that are being built. Like uh, we were we were both. Uh, abroad uh not too long ago um you were spending some time in iceland and i was in scandinavia and during that trip i was meeting people who are interested in art access or art access members mm. and um that sense of connection that can be uh shared um anywhere really in the world where the you know we when we meet people and um i felt like that was exciting um and I, I think those things are going to continue to to develop, uh, partly because we we do have so many shared connections, uh, so many things in common. But at the same time, we're we're sharing things that are really different. You know, the we think differently in different places, um, and those ideas are being spread around. And I think generating new ideas, new possibilities for people in different communities. Mm-hmm. So I love that part of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just a simple connection like that, it opens the door to all these other conversations and mm-hmm. amazing things that could happen. You know? That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks so much, Brian, for 
for doing all this work. I, I think it's an amazing organization. Well, thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for being like uh, a, such a source or like a wealth of, of knowledge and, and um, putting up with me asking all these crazy questions <laughs> and, and uh, putting up with all my complaining over the years. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. Uh, you too. See ya. Uh, thank you, Brian, and thank you, Sam. Um, where can our listener find out a little bit more about Art Access? Yeah. Um, so you can go to um, artaxis.org, which is A R T A X I S.org. And that's um, that'll take you to the place to find um, all 700 plus artists from 50 different countries. Uh, there's information about uh, our fellowship program, um, access conversations, and uh, we're also in the middle of a fundraising drive um, to raise money to rebuild our website, um, which, as we said, was kind of like the sort of core vehicle of the organization. And so there's a um, uh, information there about how to either donate or support the fundraiser by uh, purchasing a t-shirt that has been we have different t-shirts that have been designed by different artists and um, each t-shirt raises 20 or uh, 15 dollars for the organization and uh, we also have a new um, shop where we're selling artwork made by art access members and um, so every two weeks we have a new featured artist coming into the shop so at any given point there's three artists featured and um, with a new artist coming in every two weeks so um, you can find that at shopartaxis.org or just by going to artaxis.org and clicking on the shop um, link cool. um, thank you yeah um, to find out a little bit more about brian uh, you can go to brianhopperstudio.com. And to find out a little bit more about Sam, you can go to samuljohnson.com. Thank you so much, guys. That was great. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, Thanks, it was Bobby. Great. Yeah. yeah.